Welcome to the Ordinary Day Podcast. My name is Diane. And my name is Pete. And we are back again. Summer's been busy, so we've been kind of here and there and everywhere. Yeah, I guess it's been uh, it's been a couple weeks again since we last published. We're not going away, um, but yeah, we just, we're here now. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how else to explain it. I guess we were at the cottage, right? Yes, and I think I was at a cottage before that, so... Uh, that's why. Well, what we normally do is we sort of recap our week. Mm-hmm. So I guess we can recap the next last three weeks. Do you remember what we did? I should have thought about this and taken notes. <laughs> uh, well, we went to cottages. Mm-hmm. I went to a cottage that my parents rented, which is conveniently located near where my grandmother lives and my aunt and uncle lives, and was also conveniently near where my brother was playing in the Canadian Ultimate Championships. Mm. So I was able to catch some of that action. So how how was that? That was a nice little family gathering. It probably brought back memories of old family trips, right? In a way? Um, you and your brother, your parents? Well, a little bit. Uh, we didn't see very much of my brother because he was busy with his team. Mm. So it was actually a very good bonding experience for uh, me and my brother's girlfriend. Yeah, and I was not there, so Mm-mm. just some ladies' time. Some ladies' time, yeah. What would you talk about, books? Um, everything. <laughs> exercise. <laughs> uh, exercise. A lot of, we're both in very similar life stages because she just finished chiropractic school, uh, so she is a chiropractor looking for work, and I'm nearly done a PhD and going to be looking for work. So we're both in the situation of wanting to uh, find jobs, rewarding jobs, um, jobs that will allow us to live comfortably, um, but also thinking about where are we going to live? Mm-hmm. How is that going to work? How do we fit our partners into where we're going to live and where we're going to work and yeah. <laughs> what we'd like to do in the future? Uh, so it was very interesting just to talk about that and kind of hash that out too. Uh, and we both kind of understand how, I guess sometimes I feel like when I talk to parents or other adults, there's almost this pressure or this hurry or kind of they're just trying to figure out what's going on, what's happening. Tell me, tell me everything. Mm -hmm. And we just don't know what's going on. So it's really kind of nice to talk to someone who also doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. And you can just talk about that uncertainty as well. I do know um, there's been a few times we've we've driven to these big family gatherings. And this is when you're dealing with the extended family Mm -hmm. as well as just like your direct parents or something. But often on those trips we kind of prepare two or three stories that we can share yes. about our lives. Like, cause that's a good way to do it. Mm-hmm. Cause you're going to have that four or five minute conversation with multiple people where you're going to repeat it again. Yep. So it's like, what's new with you? How's your job? How's this? Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. Well for me, yeah, that has been what I've been talking. I feel like I've been talking. It was like something like five days in a row with multiple people we were hanging out with. It's like, how is the new job? Yes. Is the, <laughs> the story. And I've told it so many times that I forgot. I haven't even shared it really on our podcast. But that's what's new with me. I'm, I'm starting at a new company and uh, is vastly different than my last workplace. And uh, I guess I've been there two weeks now 
completed 10 full days and uh, I'm still not entirely sure what my day-to-day is going to be. It's been a very large amount of onboarding, uh, a lot of uh, course taking. It's a, it's a corporate job, so there's a lot of, you want to make sure that everyone's, you know, done their women's and their uh, corporate uh decency courses i don't know like sexual harassment what it is don't do it um all of that there's like 17 like online things i had to go through and you said that this company also had kind of uh environmental training sort yeah of. <laughs> yeah that was the cool thing is one of the 17 was about uh the company's uh move for being an environmentally conscious company um, and that was apparent on day one where it, I think it was a joke or something. It was like, this is your garbage bin. And they gave me what looked like, I don't know, almost like a yogurt bin, but mm-hmm. even smaller than that. And it's like, yeah, we don't advocate having uh, like gar- garbage, at your personal garbage at each of your desks. So instead, you know, you just go to the kitchen and there is a garbage there, but there's also recycling, paper recycling and a compost bin, two compost bins, actually. So they're really trying to push that. And yeah, there was a course all about what goes in the compost bin, what can get recycled. Um, it was a, a funny course because I was like so excited about it. It's like, oh, this is great. This is something me and you mm-hmm. are very passionate about. We've done a few podcasts about it. And I was like, I'm going to nail this course. I'm, I'm so excited about it. And uh, when it got to test time, there was a question about printing double-sided and and it's sort of like a flash like old media uh, style course so you're supposed to move your cursor around on a simulated screen um, of I guess Microsoft Word but it was a very old version of Word that I didn't recognize and I'm trying to find it's a blurry photo too and it's like where is the where's the print option (laughs) and I'm just like looking for file file doesn't exist because it's PC Mm And uh, there's no print icon or anything. And it's like, yeah, you have to choose to print double-sided. And it's like, where? And I I picked one which looked like a print thing. And I think now that I went back and researched further, I think that's the uh, quick print icon is what I clicked. Which means it would have not allowed me to select all the options. So I got that wrong. And the twist was the reason I got it wrong is because I was supposed to click on four colored... They look like chains. And I think this is from, I don't know, Windows 95 or something where they had a a Microsoft Office button that you're supposed to press to get to the print option. So I lost a question because I couldn't find print in some weird version of Office, which upset me so much, if you'll recall. I know. I I think it's so funny. Yeah. I can't get perfect on my environmental quiz. I got nine out of ten because I couldn't find print. Microsoft screwed me over. So really, I was super environmental because I wasn't even able to print since I couldn't find print. Yeah. But I got penalized for that. Uh, but yeah, otherwise, the, everyone's very friendly. I'm the only graphic designer on the team. Mm-hmm. I'm working with a marketing team. Um, it's cool that I'll have people helping with, you know, actually writing what's supposed to go into these ads or, uh, you know, the customer voice and all this. Like we have it's just weird coming from a company that I guess did things in such a weird uh, scaled way that I'm fascinated coming into a company that's doing it the way that makes sense. That is logical, I guess. Hmm. Like I thought all of this had gone away because there's been so much downsizing. 
but uh, I guess this company is doing very well. So it still has a team. It has very uh, specific jobs and specific roles. And my specific role is really just design this time. No speaking directly with clients, no writing ads. Um, I'll just be doing some coding and some uh, illustration and some design, which is good. Mm-hmm. Yes, you seem much more relaxed coming home. Yeah. Which is a really nice positive change and was essentially what I was uh, hoping that you would get with your new job. Yep, and it's it's definitely been that way. I mean, so far, it does seem incredibly uh, not busy, and I don't know if that's going to change or if really this is the pace of uh, this work. Like uh, This week I was... I was really confused. I'm, I'm working on an email campaign with someone who's like an events coordinator. So they take care of that too. And, uh, they're like, Oh, we got to send it out by Thursday. And I think this was on Thursday. And I was thinking, you know, it was for today. And you mean, Oh, you mean next week? Mm-hmm. And it's like, I used to have to do these things in, you know, two hours. And mm-hmm. do you, you're giving me a whole week to do this, to just prepare a graphic and stick it into code. Like I can handle that. Don't worry. And she's like, I'm getting nervous. We're running out of time. <laughs> I was like, oh man, if this is what rush is for you, I'm, I'm going to enjoy myself here mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. And you'll be able to, yeah, complete all tasks in a nice timely manner. Yeah. And everyone will think it's great. Yeah. Fantastic. So, uh, another thing is you just had a birthday. Yay! Best birthday present ever. What did you get? Printing off my thesis. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) that was a gift to yourself. (laughs) My gift to myself. Uh, So, that is printed and being sent off to be approved. Um, But from my lovely family and friends, I'm looking out here on our balcony to my planter box that has... Uh, had some upgrades done to it. So we've got some lattice on there so I can um, plant things that like to climb and kind of brace them against the lattice, which is nice rather than this odd collection of sticks that I have that I use. Um, And my worm bin is now in an enclosed space. So we're going to see if we can keep that over the winter and keep it going, which would be very cool. Yeah, the compost. Mm -hmm. And I got a couple of books one of which is the a brief history of the world something along those lines by bill bryson uh kind of a it's a well-researched book but written written about you know how the world began it's essentially about the beginnings of the earth so about space and the solar system and then how the earth started and how we have living beings on the earth and it's all very scientific, but also written in a way that would be easy for a layperson to understand and also written kind of, yeah, Yeah. not as funny as I thought it would be. Oh, okay. Um, but just the way he says things kind of with a little witty tone to them. Well, you were in stitches Um, after reading like the first sentence and I was like, Oh boy. But then we got into more complicated things. So there are less (laughs) jokes about particles and more information. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's been a fun read so far. Um, and a rolling pin because I didn't actually own a rolling pin and I like to make things like pizza dough. And when I do make that, I use like a water bottle. (laughs) That's awesome. I've never seen you do that. So I thought I'd, uh, you know, class it up a bit. My mom got me a very large rolling pin. (laughs) Yeah. I don't, 
yeah we'll find a way to work it i guess yep. i look forward to it i'm i want to see this pizza you'll make now um yeah so that was the birthday you had mm-hmm. two dinners you had one with your mm-hmm. family and we also went out for sushi another night it was very nice very nice indeed it's nice just to yeah have people acknowledge the day and just kind of enjoy it like i don't need millions of presents or like a big mm-hmm. organized shindig it's just real nice to see everyone and catch up yeah and we're gonna have a bigger party later on when your phd is finally yes realsies done yes when i feel up to organizing such things this has been a long haul of a summer just to get some writing done yeah it was i think it was the last episode or a couple before you're like i'm not even going to talk about the phd again until Mm -hmm. it's basically done yeah, so now it's basically done. Because yeah. there's just a lot of writing that had to happen, back and yeah. forth. And yeah, I was just waiting for that to wrap up. And I had a lot of, it was around the same time that I was having to train a few people and finish up a few things. And it was just busy. So mm. now it is not busy as I wait. That's good. Yeah, and we had a weekend mm-hmm. at, at the cottage, both of us, uh, with mm-hmm. my family. Which Your was whole family. Whole, well, yeah. The I mean, extenders, the whole the brothers, brothers and children. Nieces. Yeah, it was, it was fun, actually. That was a really good weekend. It was less hectic than I thought it was going to be. I felt like we all had our space, and mm-hmm. it was all pretty comfortable. It was a cold night, but, you know, we did well. We brought lots of blankets and slept in a tent. Mm-hmm. We're so brave. <laughs> Um, yeah, and we'll probably go back again in September and mm-hmm. see how that goes. Maybe we'll do a cottage cast again. That might be fun. It's just going to be the two of us. That would be fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We won't have any cars in the background there. <laughs> no, yeah. No noises. <laughs> yeah. That's true. So I think that's about it. That was mm-hmm. pretty good. So shall we launch into our stories? I'm really curious if we're going to have any overlap this time. I don't think so, but maybe. You yeah. yeah. You go first. I'm going to go first? Yeah. Okay, so I think we're going to, this is what I'm going to say. This struck struck, uh, interest to me, uh, because I feel like you would have a lot of feedback on this. This comes from Mm cbc.ca, and it's talking about an exercise craze. Ooh, okay, cool. Um, Now, I think this headline is very, uh, what is the term? It's clickbait, and it's Mm kind of not really describing the story and I only sort of glanced through the story very quickly but um, I think that the headline actually isn't what the article is about but I want to give you the headline because what it's talking about is one minute of exercise a day can keep you healthy oh yeah this is good so this is I think a trend they're calling it it's H-I-I-T yeah high intensity interval interval training yes heard of it so you are familiar with this I am Okay, well, then maybe you would better explain the, than this article did because they said one minute a day, and then later on they're like, uh, oh, yeah, we're doing tests of, you know, three minutes and then three minute breaks and then three minutes on and then three minute breaks. And it's like, that's not one minute a day. Yeah, so I think they're, <laughs> I think that title is misleading. It's not one minute a day, it's a very short amount of time. I'm not sure what the shortest workout is they have listed, Uh, but essentially what high intensity interval training is, is you do short bursts of very high intensity. And I'm talking like pretty much all out as Mm. hard as you can possibly go for a minute to sometimes three minutes. Yeah. Um, 
and you basically do it, you maybe do repeats of like three repeats. So you'll do very hard, intense one minute, and then you'll have just kind of a very light period. And the light period will be longer than that. Um, and then another really high intense and then light and high intense and light. And that basically wraps it up. And I know a lot about this because the researchers that are kind of leading the way in this type of research are at McMaster University, which is in Hamilton, which is very close to us. So I often get news from them. We see profs from them, give seminars. So I've heard a lot about it. Mm-hmm. And it's just really, it's actually, um, they've found that you can get similar, the same benefits from doing this type of high intensity interval training when compared to what's been traditionally uh, prescribed, like mm-hmm. uh, 150 minutes of walking or yeah. light exercise per week. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, and this, uh, they're giving another example here. They had one group do, excuse me, uh, three 10-minute sessions per week. So, again, that's yeah. still not one minute. This is the part no. I'm confused by. Like, this headline is totally, it did clickbait me because I was yes. curious about this. And yeah. I was like, oh, Diane will probably have a lot mm-hmm. of opinions about this. Because it's like, you can't just do one minute of exercise a day and get anything out of that, yeah. right? Yeah. Even if so, it is high intensity. <laughs> so, yeah. So, it's not just the one minute, um, but it's the one minute of all out intensity. Um, that is really when you're using the most energy, we'll say. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's one minute of really hardcore working out and maybe a couple of cycles of that. And your workout can be done in a third of the time than normal because a lot of people say they can't achieve the recommended levels of exercise because they don't have enough time. Right. So then a researcher went and said, well, let me address that issue for you. So how does one ensure that they are doing the highest intensity? Like what is high intensity because i mean for some people doing any kind of exercise can be high intensity it's right. like oh my goodness i yes. got out of my chair and i'm yeah. sweating so it's a relative thing um there are scales that are that are scales of exertion kind of like a one to 20 or i think there's one to i want to say 12 you basically just work until you feel like you're working the hardest you possibly can. Um, The neat thing about this kind of exercise is it can be tailored to people who maybe not necessarily can, you know, be like Lance Armstrong for a minute. Mm -hmm. Um, So they've tested it definitely on type two diabetics. I think they've done it on other groups that normally you wouldn't think to do a high amount of exercise because it wasn't, wouldn't be um, appropriate for them but they've tested it on there. So it's just kind of a a relative subjective thing. And they even, when I read articles about this type of exercise, also um, say that you can take these principles and maybe you do your normal really long walk, Mm -hmm. but in your walk you intersperse kind of a very brisk, fast pace where you're really pumping and moving, and then you go back down to your normal walk. And even doing something like that can help you attain... Uh, some really good benefits. Yeah. But of course, really what it needs to come down to is its consistency really in the end, right? Yep. And I think that's where the one minute, I don't know, it's kind of misleading, I guess. But maybe, yeah, if you did one minute every single day forever, maybe it would add up, but I don't know. It just, one minute is very short. It's not one minute. (laughs) Let's be clear. This is not one minute of exercise. This is... 
a short period of time of exercise. So mm. it is actually very well researched. Okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll take, take a look into this. I could do 10 mm-hmm. minutes three times a week. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what high intensity is, I guess, is my question. You have to really push yourself. Like, do I just run all the way to Shepherd Avenue from here as fast as possible? <laughs> I can't get there in 10 minutes. What am I talking about? No. And 10 minutes is too long an interval. It's a one minute to three minute high intensity. Oh, and then stop. And then you stop and walk mm. for five minutes. Okay. Then you go intense. This is why it's called intervals. Okay. Um, so, so it would be three, high intense, very low. Five, high intense, three, really low. Five. But you only have to do that, okay. say, three times. Okay. So it works out to being still a very short period of time of exercise. Hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's still taking up 30 minutes of your day then. Yep. So yeah, that's very misleading. Mm-hmm. I'm glad we talked about this because <laughs> there's so many things online that, you know, they have these headlines and they go, oh, okay. And... I mean, you even see that on the magazine racks. Um, I think before our cottage trip, you saw the science of health or something. And you're like, mm-hmm. I have to pick this up because I need to make sure that yes. they're saying the truth. Which they had a whole article on high intensity interval training in it. Yeah, there mm-hmm. you go. Yep. All right. That's my story. Very cool. I think this is, this is not one of the stories I picked, but I'm going to bring this up okay. because I was reading in my Walrus magazine, mm-hmm. my most recent issue, and the very front cover the headline is, is the sun rising or setting on the CBC? Mm. And it was a very long article. Um, basically looking at, you know, what, what is the CBC and what does it represent and how can we make sure that it is successful in years to come? Because the news and how we absorb the news, how we find the news and read it is ever changing. Uh, and the CBC, the way that he described it, because he went to their offices and talked to them about this, the way he described it is they're very much trying to get into social media and these kind of eye grabbing, attention grabbing stories and trying to make sure that all their numbers, it sounded very business-like much how your old business used to operate. It was all numbers. It's who's looking at this. How long are they staying engaged? Smartphone, this app, that app, this piece of social media, that piece of social media. And that is becoming a big focus of them because that seems to be how people are accessing their news. The issue is it's supposed to be more informative, right? But I think, yeah, but I think what people or certainly what I appreciate about the CBC is the in-depth stories Mm -hmm. where they look and take a very Canadian look at things, we'll say. Um, And I know content. And I know certainly there are people who thoroughly enjoy like the radio programs that CBC puts out um, and the specific, you know, TV shows that they always run at a certain time Mm -hmm. that everyone like these are kind of hallmarks of CBC that we really want to keep watching, but maybe that don't aren't, I don't know, numbers wise. I feel like people still watch these heavily, but maybe it's just not as accessed as something like a smartphone app or yeah. whatever. No, you make you make a very good valid point because it's like if they just follow trends and they go, okay, mm-hmm. well, this is what popular websites are doing. And it's mm-hmm. like, let's get into Vines. Let's get into TMZ style articles about celebrities and all that. If you're just pumping out information that's popular and that all the other sites are doing, you've kind of lost the identity of what CBC is even for. Yeah, And if it's a 
uh, publicly funded thing, you Which would think yep. that it should be uh, making the efforts to do something, I don't know, a little smarter, a little bit more benefit. It goes into the, my, uh, my theory about like music being junk food, like bad music being junk food. It's like, why can't we have the good stuff get out there? And, and CBC has been a proponent of that. Mm-hmm. Certainly, uh, with their indie stations yeah. and, and uh, ways of getting those those bands that aren't getting the full recognition that they probably deserve, and a lot of people are enjoying that, but yeah, it might not be as financially viable because most people just want to eat their junk food. So yeah, it's 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 got to be a really hard balance because it's like in some way we need to be profitable or we need to get some viewership. <laughs> And at the same time, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's cyclical, right? Mm-hmm. And what's the point of making amazing stories if no one's reading them? Well, and it's what to invest money in and what to decide to fund or attempt to grow. And one of the examples they made, they brought up was the Toronto Star newspaper mm-hmm. uh, came out with this great big platform for iPad called Star Touch. And that apparently, according to the article, has since been cut. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So that was a very large, very expensive attempt to bring... Yeah, I saw ads all over the place. And I actually was interested in downloading it, but my iPad didn't support it because it was an old iPad. What? Um, That's a first mistake. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a barrier for me. So I obviously didn't use it. Yeah. but yeah, you don't want to invest or spend money on something that seems fantastic and is actually not what people are looking for. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, but you, gotta, but if you, but you have to pick make something. it incompatible. Like it oh, yeah. should have been, <laughs> that's like the, that's step one of any kind of web development is you need compatibility. It needs to run on all platforms. It doesn't matter if grandma is using IE six or five like there's still a lot of times i mean sometimes developers will just put up a page that shows up and it says you should be using a different browser Mm -hmm. which is always funny Mm -hmm. but uh most of the time i try to at least have it work to some capacity for older browsers yep so that was an interesting article and i really love the cbc and think it has value so i hope it sticks around and that People are making good decisions. I don't know what those decisions should be, though. So good luck to them. Well, we're at least blessed with a very different government than our brothers to the south, uh, brothers and sisters to the south. Um, Our prime minister seems to be on that page, right? Whereas he said anything directly about CBC. I don't know if he said anything directly about CBC. He's liberal, right? So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know. I could definitely see if we had a a Trump-like prime minister, that that would be something they would cut for sure. Oh, yeah. See no profit Mm -hmm. in there. Yeah, that's cool. That's very interesting. Mm -hmm. Thank you for bringing it up. No problem. Do you want to do your second story? Yeah, we still have time, so I'm going to fit this one. And this is a fun one that we briefly talked about before hitting record. I'd never heard of this, and you said you have, so... Well, I probably only saw it as a thing that popped up on Facebook that I immediately scrolled past because I thought it was stupid. Okay, great. So this will be a fun discussion. (laughs) So this is apparently a thing, and I'm going to look into it a little bit as we uh, do this live. But the headline is, Glitter Breast Art is the Beautiful and Bold Trend 
you may want to try. <laughs> Instructions within. So I don't know if this is a new fashion thing because I certainly haven't seen it popping up <laughs> in Canada or uh, right now when it's a little cooler. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, one of the things that the article does, and this is from CBC again, which we love, um, does mention that, you know, it is we are women are legally allowed to have their breasts exposed, but this is apparently a in-between fashion uh, uh, opportunity, <laughs> I guess is the word, okay. where one can put glitter around um, the nipples and breast area and have it be a fashion statement of sorts. And your opinion is this is just stupid. I guess so. I guess maybe that's a little harsh. Uh, if this is something that people would like to do, like other forms of art that's on the body, like tattoos, then mm-hmm. by all means proceed. I will not be doing this. Uh, there's even a campaign called Free the Nipple. <laughs> Great. Uh, which is to ignite the trend to be able to bare your breasts. Um, I remember when that first like came up, the whole concept of i guess equality and mm-hmm. i think it made sense more for uh like beach like going to okay. the beach or sunbathing or whatever mm-hmm. to actually not get i guess a ticket or you know arrested for having no top on and mm. i i just thought that was fine that totally makes sense when we're pushing for this uh gender equality thing but mm-hmm. i think much like then when that came up this doesn't apply to all the time, right? Like there's still, you're not going to go to a fancy restaurant and, and, uh, have issues with the no shoes, no shirt, no service on their door because certain places, I mean, that's just a common courtesy, mm-hmm. uh, for the kind of establishment they're trying to run, you know, and that goes across both genders. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Glitter, I think it's funny that glitter is having a comeback in some way. It's pretty much a useless thing. Yep. Uh, I guess my other question would be logistics. Like, is this sticky, permanent, semi-permanent? How is it falling off? Where is it going? Are we just going to have glitter entering our oceans? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or beads clogging drains. Like, how does this work? Is it painful to take off? just falls off is it like nail art like so many questions adhesive body jewels okay the time requirement to get it all on there yeah you do make a good point um yeah what i'm mostly seeing here is it's being used concerts Mm. coachella okay those all make sense Mm -hmm. um and it says how to do it here pastel body paint make a good point how much of this what is this the environmental impact of this doesn't seem to go into it hmm but yeah end of the road you'll say you'll never participate in this mm-hmm. could you imagine if let's say we had a, a teenage daughter and mm-hmm. they uh explored this how would that make you feel <laughs> well <laughs> I think now that I sit here and think about it, I'm like, you know, I have no problem with other people having tattoos, um, piercings. If that's what they want to do, go for it. 
I think we both feel like we need to make sure we're, um, but let's say being open about these things. Yeah, I mean, I, how old is our theoretical child asking to do this? Like 12? Cause then I'd be like, ah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's inappropriate. Let's say, um, 19, put it right at that cusp where it's uncertain. Mm, yeah. Like you're a kid, but you're kind of an adult. Mm-hmm. What does one do? I'm going to Coachella and I put, mm-hmm. uh, put glitter all over my upper body Mm -hmm. rather than clothes. Yeah. What do you think of that? Hmm. Well, I mean, it's certainly, (laughs) it's expressive. And I I guess what I would do is I would just endanger and just say, you know, you are putting out a certain message to people, I guess. I mean, if you want to be uh, sexually free, and that's the message you're trying to get across, then, you know, you've done that. Congratulations. But, mm-hmm. you know, just be, be aware. Be aware of the message you are portraying. I feel like if we have a daughter, we're going to be very good at teaching them about... Glitter? Glitter, <laughs> um, expressing themselves, how to be safe. And just being able to stick up for themselves mm-hmm. and not take crap from anybody if they're trying to, you know, maybe sexualize them when that's not their aim. Mm-hmm. And they'll shut that down pretty quick. Yeah, we'll see. Mm-hmm. You can never predict. No. Kids will always rebel. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Anyway, I thought that was interesting. I've never seen it in the wild, but uh, I've never once seen again, it in the wild. <laughs> once again, yeah, in the real world. Uh, CBC got me with some more clickbait. So that's the other one that hmm. got me. Um, we're pretty you know. good for time. Okay. We have the option of doing another one or we can just, uh, say that's, that's the show and, uh, do more next time. Uh, I kind of have an interesting story that I want to bring up. All right. Bring it up. Um, mainly because this is also kind of a, um, historical, I guess, moment. Sure. Uh, so there's a hurricane that hit Houston. Yes. Hurricane Harvey. It's pretty big. Mm-hmm. Uh, caused a lot of damage, a lot of flooding. And what was interesting and got me thinking today was I was at church and the minister brought up, we were talking about the Last Supper mm. and how, you know, um, the disciples sat down and they shared what didn't seem to be like a large meal, but that was satisfying. Mm-hmm. And he brought up Hurricane Harvey in that people who didn't have a lot mm-hmm. uh, were helping other people. So they were going back for neighbors, right. just in anything that they could find. People were just doing small acts of kindness that really go a long way when you have this kind of disaster. And he mentioned the undocumented migrants because there are a lot of undocumented workers, certainly in Texas, because mm-hmm. it's very close to the border between the United States and other countries. Yeah and the amount of undocumented workers there were. So I thought I would just look that up and see what articles are commenting on that. Um, And I found one from Slate that was talking about how Houston could see a severe shortage of workers to help them rebuild the city. Because already the country is seeing a shortage of laborers because they've been kicked um, out because there was kind of that housing boom and then it went bust. So uh, the workers either left or were deported yeah. um, or found other work in under other industries. Um, 
so there already is a shortage of construction workers. Mm. And now we have a city that's going to have a lot of work that needs to be done to rebuild. And they have a lack of people. And they are starting to institute laws that make it very difficult for undocumented workers to be there. Um, and we'll certainly be cracking down the whip on these people and uh, yeah, trying to encourage deportation. It's one of Trump's big yeah. points, platforms, right? Platforms, yeah. Points, platforms. So that's just an interesting perspective because, you know, my mom and I were talking, a lot of these undocumented workers, they're the ones that are doing the low minimum wage jobs or the labor jobs that aren't being filled by other people yeah. and they are doing a large amount of work and a huge service to the communities that they work in. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're basically kind of treating them where the Americans are treating them like dirt for a large part. Yeah. And now when they really could use their help and assistance, yeah. they're making it very difficult for that to be a reality. So yeah. So that's, yeah, it's going to halt progress. And it could take a very long time for them to, uh, yeah, fix it up. But I mean, the same thing happened with, um, Katrina and, uh, New Orleans, Mm -hmm. like that place was devastated for a long time. And I think parts of it still are. And the article mentioned there was a large influx of undocumented workers into New Orleans at the time to help rebuild. Yeah. So you think this is going to be even worse because of this? Um, I'm not sure. I am interested to see how it will kind of unfold mm-hmm. the story. Um, also, just in general, hurricane-wise, we're at the end of August when Hurricane Harvey hit. Eyes on its own. Irina? Eyes, it should be a male name. Oh, okay. It's got a different name. Okay. Um, but we're already at H in the alphabet. And it's August. Yeah. Normally, hot season for hurricanes is uh, later September, October. So if we're already at H and we're seeing pretty massive storms, this could be a signal for a pretty bad year hurricane-wise. And uh, getting pretty hard for those climate change deniers, too. Hurricane Irma. Irma. That's a male's name, eh? I think so. I've never heard of Irma. <laughs> Maybe I thought it's category three, category three. So that's pretty bad. Yeah. 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 So you think there'll be a J and a K as well? Could be bad year for hurricanes. This might be exactly what we need though, to really see how their president handles this. And if he is totally terrible at it, that might be like, I keep waiting for the thing that's going to make everyone want to boot him out. Like immediately, right. everyone has yeah. a conscious well, like I thought it, tsunami of we need to deal with this person. Yeah, I thought it would be something that would get him impeached. I'm mm-hmm. waiting for that, right? Mm-hmm. Like some kind of bad business deal mm-hmm. or whatever. Like they they found ways to to do it to Clinton too, which you know whatever your beliefs is, BJ is a pretty minor thing to lose your presidency over compared to I don't know like Watergate and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm still waiting for what is the thing that's going to get this president out? Cause it seems like, I don't know if you talk to anyone, most people you talk to, no one really likes him, but he still had the popular votes. Well, not the popular vote. He just had the win. He was slightly less than the popular vote, but mm-hmm. he still got the win. So I think I'm it's... waiting for the thing that'll prove 
too much for Americans that they all unite and get rid of him. Because I do think that's going to happen before the end of his term. I am. I'm also curious because I think a lot of Americans voted for him on particular policies. Yeah. Uh, certainly, there were some Americans who felt that he was trying to, you know, uh, bring back jobs to Americans, bring back good uh, working class jobs. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if he's going to be able to achieve that goal in particular. And he'll have a lot of people who are upset that those working class jobs he promised aren't there. Yeah. So that could be another interesting Or the twist. jobs that are available they don't want. Because it's like like you said, he's getting rid of the undocumented worker. So it's like, mm-hmm. here you go, there's a lot of jobs available to go do uh, minimum wage construction in Houston. Mm-hmm. Employment opportunities, guys, go take it. And no one wants to do it. It's like, well, I gave you jobs. Not my fault. Not in my hometown where they shut down the coal mine. I was yeah. reading about coal mine shutting down. Yeah. So they'll be interested. Yeah. Just another kind of interesting thing to watch and see how this all goes. But Hey, at least I got a documented prediction. I really do. I don't think he's going to finish his term, but we'll see. We'll see. Mm -hmm. It's registered here. Number 62 (laughs) ordinary day podcast. Um, If you have any uh, stories you'd like to share with us or any comments on the ones that we share today, feel free to write to us at ordinarydaypodcast at gmail.com. And thank you to Field Processor for our intro and outro music. And you can catch them on Twitch live streaming Friday nights. Usually. We missed last one too. (laughs) But we'll be back. But this Friday, yes. And hopefully getting back into your normal schedule. Get back into the groove. Awesome. Yeah. So until next time. Take one more. For the road. <laughs>